0: No one sits down and finishes seminary at one sitting. You and I both know that seminary work is completed over a long period of time through innumerable short sessions, what I call a study session. Study session is just a block of time you set aside to get work done. Planning a proper study session will boost your productivity, and it can be used beyond the classroom. Today, I've got six ways you should plan your next study session. Welcome to the Seminary Support Podcast, where you will find help to start, finish, and get the most out of your seminary experience. I'm your host, Mark McElreath. On today's episode, I've got six ways you should plan your next study session. Number one, set a start time. Just working on it when you have time never works. Decide when you plan to begin. Do the kids go to bed at 8 o'clock? Well, Maybe plan to start your study session at 8.30. Do you plan to work on Saturday? Then what time are you going to work on Saturday? How about after lunch at 1 o'clock? This is key because if we don't plan it, it probably won't happen. I recommend that you have several of these times throughout the week. Uh, Many of you listening to this do have a family. So the start time has to be worked around your family schedule. This also is true for you single seminarians out there as well. You have to schedule a time. Now, as I was thinking about this, I came up with a personal anecdote. A few weeks ago, I came home on a Monday, and Monday is my big seminary work day. That's when my my week opens up, and I know, okay, I'm going to get a big head start on the week. And then if anything's left over, I know I can fit it in at certain times later in the week. So Monday after work, I come in the door, I kiss the kids, I kiss my wife, and I just sat down and started working. My wife was caring for the kids and trying to finish supper, and I was absolutely oblivious. As soon as I finished a quick supper, once she finished it, I went back downstairs to my study time, and I did not reemerge until it was time to kiss the kids goodnight. And honestly, my wife seemed a little stressed, and when I asked her what was wrong, she let me know that the children missed spending any time with me and suggested I take a few minutes with the kids after work, then begin my study session to help the evening run more smoothly. So, I was a wise husband. I took my wife's advice. Men, it's always a good idea. The next night, I decided I'd come home, kiss everybody when I arrived, and then put puzzles together with the kids. So that's exactly what we did. We put puzzles together. It was supper time. I ate supper. I helped clean up and then started my study session around 6 or 6.30. That plan worked great. The kids loved doing puzzles. It helped keep them out of her hair, my wife's hair, while she finished supper, and then it really helped us make a smooth transition from supper and then me into doing my study time. So everyone was happy. My wife is so encouraging in my studies and I do understand it's a sacrifice for her and the family sometimes, but this takes coordination and communication. So first of all, set a start time. Number 2, set an ending time. Now this may sound weird. You say, "Well, I'm just going to work till it gets done." Well, In most cases, I don't recommend you work with an open-ended finish time. Okay, I'll just work until it gets done is not always the best policy. I realize, you know, you can be up against a wall and you have to finish a project or an assignment that has a deadline, but if you work ahead, it does not have to be the case. The point is, you should sit down to work and know when you plan to finish that session. Maybe you plan to sit down at 8.30 and you're going to work till 10 o'clock. This doesn't have to be long periods of time. There are times when I know I've got 20 minutes to work, so I make it a mini-study session. Maybe I plan to read a chapter of a book I have due, and I'm going to do that in that 20 minutes. Uh, One thing that this does is it builds a sense of urgency. You know that you only have one hour, or you know you only have two hours to get those things done. Uh, My kids, I don't know about your kids, but my kids can take forever to clean their room. But... If I tell them I'm setting a timer and they only have four minutes to clean their room, they go like into supercharged mode. It always gets done in four minutes. Newsflash, you and I never outgrew this. Say, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to finish it by this time. That urgency will build and it will push you to get the work done. If it's open-ended, you'll just, oh, well, I'll finish it next time. No, set the end time. Third thing, set a goal. In the study session, set a goal about what you can get done in that session. Of course, the goal will depend on how much time you have. And look, you know what you can get done. Okay, maybe you're just starting out in seminary. Maybe you just started a new class, so it's difficult to know how much work you can get done in any given amount of time. Well, honestly, once you get a week or two in, I think you're going to have a pretty good gauge of what you can accomplish. And I really recommend the goal setting You try to get a little more done than you think you can. Okay, so you have two hours to write your discussion and response. Well, maybe you can plan to do the discussion and response and read an extra two chapters to get ahead on next week. Whatever it may be, that's going to push you to finish the work. Number four, turn off distractions. Now, this seems like a no-brainer, but many of us struggle with it. I recommend you only open the browser or the app or whatever else it is that you need Don't pull your phone out unless you're accessing something that is for the assignment you're working on, okay? Five minutes on Twitter or two minutes on Facebook never only takes five minutes or two minutes. So, you're only pulling out your phone if it's for something you're working on. I actually have apps that I use in my study. I have particular things I use, and I, I strive to only open those for that assignment. So, don't open anything that doesn't connect with the project you're on, and the only reason you answer your phone is for an emergency, Silence your phone and silence other devices. Uh, Here's an idea I did here. You may want to do this. I personally don't do this, but it may help you. Um, Actually have a separate Internet browser that you only use for seminary. So maybe you, you use Safari for work, and of course you have all your bookmarks that you use for work, and maybe you only use Chrome for seminary. So that way you have the bookmarks in Chrome that connect to your seminary work. You know, you connect to your blackboard or your email or whatever portal you need for the library. That way you only have the bookmarks in Chrome, your seminary browser, that connect to your seminary work and you're not distracted by other favorited pages. So it's kind of like when you open your online r- library and it's right next to your bills tab and you remember the water bills due and then you've got to pay the water bill and that reminds you you've got to deposit your paycheck and look, I've been there. However you can cut down on distractions, you've got to do it. Uh, Let me give one word about music. Lots of people like to listen to music while they study, while they work, and there are many times when I like to do that. I think music is fine as long as it does not distract. So for me, I don't listen to hymns when I work on seminary because I'll sing along with the hymns, and then I'm not focusing on the work at hand. So uh, I may lean more toward classical or something like that. But know what distracts you and limit it, all right? Be proactive on that. Number five, don't get sidetracked. Now, this does go hand-in-hand with turning off distractions, but when a distraction comes, know how you're going to handle it and know that you have a choice. You have a choice regarding how you will deal with that distraction. So if you deal with it improperly, it's going to sidetrack you. Here's a hack that I heard a while back, and, and it has worked really well for me. When I think about something that needs to be done so i'm I'm reading or I'm writing or i'm I'm typing out something and I need to keep that flow of information going that you know you kind of get in that zone, but then something comes into my mind, I know I need to get done immediately. I write it down and I set it to the side just just on a scrap piece of paper, so you're right in the middle of your journal article, you really need to complete it, you don't need to break that thought, but then you realize. You need to buy your mom a birthday present. Okay, well, you should buy your mom a birthday present, but not before your study session's over. Okay, jot down, buy mom B-Day present, set it to the side, and then address it after the study session is over. Amazon is still going to be there when you finish, but it's not worth you getting sidetracked during the study session. Only seminary work gets done in the study session. A sixth thing, and a final thing. Let others know you're working. You're busy. Many of you are married and you're raising children. Let them know when you're working. It's going to help them understand that what you're doing is your homework, and it's important. Uh, my girls, my two oldest, they have homework. So when I tell them, Daddy's going to work on his homework, they're like, oh, okay, homework. Like, we get that. Just communicate with your wife that, you know, this. I'd like for this to be my study time. And agree on a time that works for both of you. Like, maybe it's after supper, after you play with the kids, spend some time with them. Try not to plan a study session, though, through a bedtime ritual. So our kids go to bed at a certain time at night. There are certain things that they do before they go to bed, okay, that they've got to get ready for bed, they have certain routines. So I try to, if I have a study session that goes through that time, break it up. Take take a 15, 20, 30-minute break so you can spend those final moments of the day with your children, with your family, and ultimately they're going to be the better for it and you and I are gonna be the better for it. And then, come back to your seminary work. It's still gonna be there. So, six six ways to plan, I think, a great productive study session. One, set a start time. Two, set an ending time. Three, set a goal. Four, turn off distractions. Five, don't get sidetracked. Number six, let others know you are working. I wanted to just say something about the last three episodes if you've been listening to these in order, uh, we're a mini-session mini, mini session kind of on theological research. And I want to say thank you for all the feedback on that. Many of you let me know that it's helped you and what's going on. I had one listener tell me they're using those five steps toward theological research in their devotions, which I think is incredible. That's so great. So I want to thank you for letting me know you're listening. It really means a lot. I've also started including something in the last episode. I'll include it in this episode. A uh, way that you can send an audio message to me, I'd like to at some point include a question-answer uh, episode. I think it would be great. We can get some of those together. But uh, please, if you find that this is something helpful, pass it on to somebody else. Let them know about it. I would be honored uh, that you would pass that along. Of course, you can find all our episodes at www.seminarysupport.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Mark McElwreath Jr. And of course, you can always send me an email at podcast at gmail.com Again, I'm your host, Mark McElreath. Thanks for listening to Seminary Support. And remember, nothing will ever take the place of learning from the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls out, learn of me, and there is an open invitation to that classroom for all of us.